Welcome to the Real Triathlon Podcast. I'm your host, Garrick Lowen, here with Nicholas Chase and Jackson Lund. Welcome back to the Real Triathlon Podcast. It has been a minute. Um, we have members of the team that have been traveling around the world. Jack, you were in Font-Rameau, and then you went over to Lafay. Uh, Nick is in Europe as well, and Mark's still in Europe. Obviously, Tamara was there as well for for Worlds. So, yeah, the team's kind of been around. Uh, we had a couple of stellar results over uh, at Worlds, so not so much. Jack, it's been four days since you've been back. You said you got a bit of a neck bit of a neck issue, but other than that, you're starting to come around. So uh yeah, yeah. give us some thoughts on the race and what it was like on the ground there. Yeah. Um, all right. So camp. I haven't been on this since freaking uh, forever, like probably five weeks. So quick rundown. Obviously went to uh US Open, got sick for that race, so tried to race. Felt like crap. Pulled out. Uh, whatever. No big deal. Went over to camp in Font Rameau. Uh, kind of was getting over the illness plus time change, which seems to take a while for me to get over. Um, so probably didn't feel good for another five six days after that getting there, and then felt really good. Trained really well for probably a good you know ten days in between those two races. Uh, had some really good workouts. Didn't do any crazy volume, but um, just like was consistently hitting good numbers, especially considering it was at altitude. Uh, went over to Lati, you know, had to go in four days early because the meeting was the three days before in the morning, which I wasn't super stoked on. But um, so we went a little extra early. Then felt really good. And then just sort of started feeling not that great in the last day or two before the race. And that didn't really worry me because you know, that happens sometimes and then you feel great and you just, you know, you don't let how you feel the day before the race affect you. Um, but yeah, unfortunately just felt flat in the race. Uh, Lati is a great place, by the way. I love Finland. That was the first time ever there and, uh, I really enjoyed it. So, you know, course, everything organization was awesome. Uh, no complaints there, but just didn't race that well. So I'm kind of mediocre, um, biked, um medium i'd say my about average for what i'm capable of or what i've done in the last probably average to even maybe a bit below average compared to you know my numbers from my last say 10 races or something like that um and then but was still in pretty good position coming off with the second group um and felt like i hadn't overbiked and i was ready to run really well and then just was flat on the run and it just got worse so um, you know, kind of kept a pretty decent first lap and then started falling apart a little bit. And then just a, so many guys went by me. And then once I kind of was out of contention for a top 15, I pretty much shut it down. Um, just trying to be smart and, uh, recover better for, you know, the next races. So bit, bit, uh, disappointing for sure, but I think it just came down to being a little bit, too uh aggressive with a taper uh when i kind of look back we, we didn't really have a high cumulative training load because just the total volume wasn't super high and then we tapered extra early 
and kind of fell off a cliff with the training. So that would explain kind of why I felt good, like really good up until three days before the race. And then the two days leading in, I started kind of not feeling as good and, uh, you know, just sort of missed the timing on that one a little bit, but, um, it was still freaking amazing to see Mark's charge through the field. That was unreal. Um, like he probably came off the bike in like 20 something place and he went by me at like probably 13 K 13, 14 K, uh, which is crazy to think about. He passed me at 13, 14 K. He came eighth. I came 26th or something like that. So that's just how that race unfolded. Like everyone, it just kind of, you know, it was pretty close and you were, a lot of guys were in it and just needed to put together a good run. Um, so like the guy I ran the first six ish K with Yuri cooling came sixth. So, um, you know, it was, it was right there. It wasn't that far off. So I'm not really discouraged. I'm stoked to go to kind of do this double at Michigan and Augusta. And just, all I got to do is get back into training, get my, I don't need to build anything crazy. I just need to get my confidence back. Um, and kind of go do those races and do what I know I, I can do. And obviously not going to taper as much, especially into uh, Michigan because I'm going to be racing the next weekend. So yeah, um, obviously not a successful trip, but that's the way the sport goes. So uh, moving um, on. Yeah. So the Jackson laundry and obviously Lyman got DQ'd, but you guys had quite the showdown there on the run and the sprint <laughs> finish. Uh, I think you skipped a high five so that you could nip him at the line there. Yeah. So uh, you guys will be showing down again in Michigan. Yeah, That'll that was exciting. fun, actually. He caught me with probably a kilometer to go, maybe a bit more. Um, at that point, I was pretty much jogging, and, and he was moving well because he had had his whole, you know, delay and then decided to run hard. So he, you know, I just picked up the pace and ran with him for the last K. Uh, and we chatted and, you know, obviously he had what happened to him with the DQ, which was pretty BS. Uh, I mean, I was in that, I was in that group with him for the whole ride and everyone was crossing the center line on those roads that, that didn't have a center line. And we had the access to the whole road. So that was just ridiculous. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to, anything else I could say about that. I mean, he was right in the mix. He probably was going to get off the bike right with Sam and uh, you know, at the front of our group and who knows what he could have run, but he's uh, he's capable of running definitely pretty quick. So who knows? That's some good, uh, some good yeah, entertainment the, you got there. Yeah. The wife is dancing with the cat currently. Uh, it's They always come in and yeah. just like distract the shit out of us. And then they're like, why are you <laughs> telling me to go away? And it's like, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of recording something here. And they're like, Sometimes trying to record a too. serious podcast. Yeah, here. we're very well planned all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but that was uh obviously the big controversy of the weekend. That along with in the women's race, they were kind of dishing out penalties left and right. Uh, sounded like a lot of them were warranted on the women's side. It was the consistency that was most of the issue, and obviously, like you said, in Lionel's circumstance, that sounds like consistency again, and um. Iron Man even played footage of um of uh Christian Blumenfeld crossing the center line to pass people. They like posted that on socials. Uh I have a feeling that they do stuff like if they've done stuff like that before in the past when there's been big controversies, 
but they yeah. do that just to get like the views and like get it you know get the, the like stir the pot i feel like someone on that social team was probably like oh here's christian crossing the center line and not getting uh any attention we get tons of engagement by sharing this right now oh my god yeah yeah i yeah. mean who knows a bit of conspiracy theory but like i wouldn't be shocked as always everybody loves a good conspiracy theory yeah yeah but uh i feel like that whole controversy has kind of just been beaten to death um, yeah, I know. I for sure. And and it sucks. It really sucks because, you know, that he was going to probably have a pretty good race, at least probably a top 10. So um, ugh, what can you do? What what I found was crazy is that it's your fault again, Jackson, that that someone got. How is this one my fault? <laughs> I was you were like, in the group. I was like five guys behind him. I'm actually, yeah, I was probably it's probably four or five guys behind him. Um. And I just saw the, him talking to the ref. I'm like, he must have gotten a penalty, uh, which is crazy. I was thinking that's so crazy because when the group was all like, at one point that group was 30 guys big, roughly. And like, you could see the gaps in the group and him and Sam always were either at the front or had a massive gap in front of them in like second or third. And I was like, how the hell is Lionel getting a penalty? And then I guess it was a freaking DQ, but. So how with the massive packs that we saw, like you said that that's thirty guys, that's half of the men's field essentially. That's maybe Probably more than more. that. At one point, in, it was that big, yeah. Yeah, in one pack, how would um, changing up the race from twelve meters to twenty meters change? Do you think? Um, I mean that pack ended up splitting up because of the rolling. Like there was. It did get, it was pretty hilly and uh, kind of turn like a lot of turns and not turns, but just like winding roads. Um, if you had 20, then it probably just would have split up even more. Um, in this case, it might have actually kind of uh, been worse for me just because the way the dynamics played out, like I kind of led the charge to bridge, you know, to that group uh, part, which ended up coming all together like i was at the front of that second chase group and i was sort of chasing to catch the first chase group and it rained very briefly for a couple sec like literally for like two minutes but it was enough to completely fog up my visor and i had to like take it off and while i was fumbling with the visor taking it off jamming it in my suit the entire group slotted in on me like they passed me a couple guys passed me and then i was like okay i'm gonna hold my position here and the entire group slotted in like some guys when I was literally only five meters behind, like still dropping back. Um, so I ended up in like 12th in our group and then we caught that next group and then I was in like 30th. So if you have a 20 meter draft zone, then and you're in 30th, that's 600 meters behind the front of the group that you would be. Um, in which case, if there's any gaps happening, that'd be extremely hard. So basically, I spent the whole bike closing gaps that people were letting open i did that for like 30k uh and then eventually got into that sort of i was one of the last guys to make it into that um second group um that was being led mostly by sam and thor but yeah if you have 20 guys it's just gonna be harder for that group to form because anytime there's a little bit of a stretch or a gap forms you're having to just cross so much more distance 
as far as the drafting impact of it goes, um, it I think it would be less for sure, but it's also, I think really that depends more on the type of course. Like if it's a flat course and it's not undulating or turning at all, then that's going to be more of an impact than the distance, I think, um, because you're just sitting at that same distance. There's no surges. You're consistently kind of getting that draft. Um, but once we got into like the 50 K mark or so and turned right and it was hilly and stuff, you weren't consistently in the, in the group that much. You're just trying to kind of like close gaps down. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I feel like a lot of people just think, oh, they get in the pack and they just sit there and they don't have to do anything. Look at all these guys together and they don't really understand the dynamic that goes on with it. And like, obviously, yeah, there's an advantage, but um, it's constantly like ebbing and flowing and it's not like you're completely sitting up just soft pedaling once yeah. you make it into that pack. No, it, it definitely is still pretty hard. Like I still had, I was still like 322 normalized for the ride. Um, and you know, most guys couldn't, most guys couldn't hang like the, that group that was 30, only like 10 or 10 of us got off, you know, without being dropped. Um, so that just shows how tough it was. Like even Mark, Mark kind of wasn't able to hang on eventually after like 60 K or something like that. And, uh, he still had a great day, but he lost, well, I think it was close to three minutes in the last 30 K 25, 30 K. Um, wow. so that is, you know, it quickly, it really quickly does show like who's, who's able to hang and who's not. And when you have guys like Sam and Thor and Lionel kind of just, hammering that group as hard as i can uh it's not as easy as it looks but definitely it depends on the course because if it's a really flat course then it can get pretty damn easy um especially if there's not a lot of crosswinds yeah uh that's true yeah it can get if you're like sixth seventh wheel you're pushing a lot less power um but yeah so next up is michigan for you um, Michigan 70.3 and then Augusta Augusta so I feel like this is kind of embarrassing for Ironman they have had four pro races this year I, on the North American circuit alone and I think there's only maybe eight total 70.3 pro races in North America this year so four of them down river swims that's yeah. like that's ridiculous. ridiculous it definitely is like especially because don't they know i'm mainly racing trevor and lionel like <laughs> <laughs> i need i need the time but no in all seriousness why are you putting the pro races in those ones like and, and also what they used to do like they've done this before they did this at chattanooga like two or three years in a row at least even if it's a downriver swim for the age groupers they they make the pros go against the current and then across and then down current. So the pro race ends up being a full, you know, at least a 20 minute, 22 minute swim. Um, whereas they just stop doing that now. It's not that hard. Like pros can swim against the current, like just put an extra buoy out, make us go 200 meters, then turn. Yeah. And then it's at least more of a fair race for the, for the good swimmers or for, yeah, for everybody. Uh, um, really just for everybody. Like, I, don't know, I think it's ridiculous. Maine was Maine, Maine was, was ridiculous. Maine was just stupid. Like, would we we swam like fourteen minutes or something, and then transition was four minutes long. 
So if it's you're basically a just a run, yeah, yeah, you you basically just run the transition. You might as well just like, hand the race to Trevor Foley. Yeah, exactly. So, so uh, the one time I did Augusta that year, it was like I don't know whether they made the swim longer or the current was just really weak, but it was like twenty minutes. Like it wasn't that much of a crazy current. Um, we'll see what they do this year. Even if even if they just make the swim like two and a half K so that it's the right amount of time, that would also be fine. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's silly. Um, but Michigan will be a good honest swim in a big lake. So that'll be, um, probably some pretty slow swim times just being on the East side of that. It's, it's on the East side of Lake Michigan, right? Yes. I haven't looked at the course, but it might actually be in, is it in, in like Silver Lake or something? Like it might not even be in Lake Michigan. I haven't even looked. I should probably know this considering I'm doing the race in freaking 14 days from now. Uh, yeah, well, you just race whatever you show up to, right? It's not like it's going to change your training that much. Yeah, it's true. Um, but I kind of hope it is in Lake Michigan because that makes it a much harder. Like a Lake Michigan swim on the east side of the lake could be pretty choppy and that could be a, a pretty honest swim. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, it depends on the which direction the wind's going. If the wind's blowing into shore, it could be pretty choppy. Yeah, but it's no, it's like steelhead. Steelhead was hit or miss if it was flat or choppy. Oh, um, it's in but Betsy. That's like, it's in Betsy Bay, which I, I imagine okay. is the Bay of Lake Michigan. Probably. So, so it that, probably looks like it'll be pretty protected. Yeah, but at least it'll be the proper distance because it's an actual you know go out do a loop come back. We need more good, honest swims in these races. Um, yeah. And that's coming from, like, a mid-pack swimmer myself. Uh, but, like, it's a triathlon, you know? Yeah. Like, it's – like, the swim is already short enough and relative to the rest of the race. Like, you should do the whole thing. Uh, I'm doing a, a race just like a, a Rust Buster tomorrow because I really haven't raced this year. Um, it's Michigan state champs and it's put on by this event company. Now they, all their Olympic distance races, they throughout Michigan, all they do is for their Olympic swims. It's always a thousand meter swim. It's not 1500. It's a thousand meters. The sprint is 500 meters. And this one, because it's state champs, it has to be a 1500 swim. And, uh, he's the race director sent out an email and it was like, please, please, please make sure you're train you're in the right race for the swim so that you're not so that you're trained enough like if you don't feel like you're trained enough to do the full 1500 switch to the sprint which is a 500 meter swim it's way shorter um but i'm i'm like like it's bad enough like that the swim is so short relative to the rest of the race you don't need to shorten it up. That's why I never do this, the races from, from this race. I'm like, I'm not going to do an Olympic. It's a thousand meter swim. Like it's not worth it. That's like, yeah, whatever. 12 minutes of swimming. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. It's, uh, I think, I think they definitely, um, have been just the general trend in the sport is to ease the swim as much as I can. They do the same thing in, you know, Ironman races where they always kind of, fudge the temperature so that you can wear the wetsuit and, and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, at least the and championship races have been legit swims, which I think they always need to be. Um, but 
yeah, I mean, courses in general have gotten easier and easier, but again, they've Ironman's done a good job of putting their world championships on legit courses that are not easy. Um for the most part. I mean, the only time we really saw like a huge pack come together uh was uh what was that? Mululaba uh in some 2016. And yeah. this one had a big pack for a brief time, but it ended up kind of breaking up and being pretty honest. Yeah. And I get it. Like they're trying, it's a mass participation event. They're trying to get everyone to like partake, but just train for the swim, like for age groupers, just train for it to do it and do it properly. Um, like you're doing it for everything else. It's a triathlon. Just get your butt to the pool three times a week. Like, come on. Yeah. Train for it. And especially for pro racing, it's inexcusable, but, um, yeah. Anyways, that was all I had to say about that. That's the swim it just bothers today. me. Speaking yeah. of speaking of swimming, you're going to be swimming 3.8 kilometers in your next race. Uh, or your next I well, am. non-rust buster race. So you're doing it's finally let's let's not let's knock on wood here cuz you never know, but it's Yeah, 2 uh, weeks away. So this race is kind of your last hard workout that you're in before you kind of start tapering a little bit. Yep. Um so this will be kind of cap off. I guess I had like a four week block essentially uh, after Maine to focus on, on the Ironman training and uh, it's gone pretty well. Like, like you, I didn't mash the volume. I averaged 20, like right around 28 hours uh, of week of training a week. So nothing massive, but like when you're adding in two hour long runs and five and a half, six hour bike rides, the overall weekly volume goes pretty high right so um so yeah i'm healthy ready to go i'm very interested to see if uh this treadmill running will transfer over very interested to see that so basically i've only been running four well i'm running five times a week but four days a week and one of the runs i do like a 20 minute shallow water run which i found to be incredibly beneficial um and then I do like a hard midweek run on the treadmill and then a hard long run all on the treadmill. And we've been doing that just to keep the cap healthy because I'd rather get to the start line than um, not really. Well, that and, makes sense. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So I've been feeling good. Like it's the most consistent training I've done in years. Um, and I have no expectations for this race. So. I did do a 5K open water swim race uh, last week or two weeks ago, and I swam an hour and five minutes and 38 seconds. Oh, shit. Is, that uh, sounds fast. That's 118 per 100. I was shocked. Whoa. Did you win? Uh, yeah, I ended up winning. Um, the It wasn't a very competitive year. Usually the winner swims like a 102 or something. Um, and like, the 10 is a 5k and a 10k the 10k swimmers they swim it's point to point but they swim out till we're restarted um and their opening 5k was faster than my actual 5k but um either way yeah that was fun 118 in the swim skin so no wetsuit uh hmm. and it was it was a lot of fun i think i'm gonna take up maybe marathon swimming after because it was pretty cool but Legit yeah. distance too. We know. It's a I feel legit like that's distance. good for you because, like, 
you're just like faster in the open water in the waves than you are in the pool pretty much <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's really funny because the the friday after that i had to do 400s in the long course pool and yeah. i averaged like the same pace yeah pretty i'm pretty sure you wouldn't be able to do 118s <laughs> for 5k in a pool i don't think so <laughs> i don't know if i could do that that's hard uh yeah but yeah that's freaking stellar but um i just think it's gonna be awesome for you to just go and freaking do this full and see and hopefully the calf holds up for the uh marathon yeah yeah even if it doesn't i'll walk her home and i'll get my iron man finished done do you have the tattoo parlors lined up or are you gonna do that after i thought they do it in the village after okay yeah <laughs> i think it's ideal to do it right after when like there's no weirdness with your blood volume or anything and it's not gonna mess things yeah, up and you're supposed to have a few exactly. drinks too well and you can't swim after you get it done for a little while anyways so um it's perfect i can take like a week off nice yeah um no i'm actually i'm pumped uh the course looks great from what i've seen so it's ironman maryland swim's got some current in it um but you got to swim against the current and with the current and then um the bike looks nice and Looks like a real time trial course, so I'm happy about that. And uh, yeah, venturing into the unknown. It's gonna be sweet, man. But yeah. as long as you don't beat my Ironman time, then we're good. What was your Ironman time? Eight twenty six, flat, Mallorca. Okay, In Mallorca. Yeah, you had a couple more mountains than I have, but that's fine. It was um, just one. It was just one mountain, one big climb and descent. Okay. Well, that's more than I have to do. And then, yeah, that was pretty tough, to be honest. <laughs> huh. I feel like you'll like you sh you'll probably be able to go because I, what was it? I swam whatever. Same, you're gonna swim like fifty two or something. Um, that's pretty inconsequential. And then the bike was like pretty slow. It was like four thirty five ish. I want to say. Uh, and then I ran two fifty six. Okay. Yeah, I I mean I'm not going to put any time out there. Um I have no idea, you know. I'm sure I'll probably, I don't know, 358 for the bike. And uh I don't know, 225 for the marathon, maybe. There you go. 225. That'd be freaking pretty pretty, think... pretty slow. It's a full, not a half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's the no 215 is the Olympic standard for the marathon. Okay. Well, I mean that's is fair enough. Like you're you're only asking for the Olympic standard, not for like an Olympic medal. Exactly, exactly. I thought that's fair enough. And you know, historically I've been a great runner. Mm -hmm. So Oh, did you watch any of the Athletics World Championship? I did. Um yeah, it was pretty exciting. Um what did you take away from it? Canada uh, freaking crushed it. Yeah, I was like, how the hell did, did we get... Was it four goals? Yeah, we got four goals. I didn't even... I did, Honestly, I didn't follow it that much. I know we won the 800. What else did Canada win? Uh, Decathlon, the men's decathlon. Oh, right, yeah. And uh, we won both men and women's hammer throw. Oh, wait. Jeez. Did we win? We might have won shot put, or we definitely medaled in shot put, too. So No, that American's oh, unreal. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, we the got women's? we medaled in. Yeah, it was either silver or bronze in the women's shot put. Oh yeah, we have a really good female shot putter. 
yeah. yeah university of windsor grad that's sweet um but yeah what's been ha- we used to have andre de grasse always getting medals but like what's he been doing is he's been injured or what he didn't even qualify for canada in the hundred jeez yeah um i'm not really sure what happened uh he didn't make it to the finals in the 200 so i'm not sure what's going on with him but he's got a year to figure it out yeah yeah maybe he'll come through and peak for the olympics yeah but in any case uh oh and ingebrigtsen not winning the 1500 was pretty exciting he got upset by upset by a brit wasn't it yeah another one it was josh kerr Wow. Yeah. He um the problem with Ingebrigtsen in the 15 is he like he tries to do what he does for Diamond League and he just goes to the front and but then he doesn't push the pace and he thinks he can kick from the front and he loses every time the championship race but and then he goes and wins the 15 or the 5k. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So that was pretty good. Um any other kind of news so we have the real tri squad is currently racing super league those are back to back to back to back to back weekends i think something like that <laughs> is it really that um, much it's like super league season super short now so uh yeah i think quite a bit this weekend they are in was it toulouse which is a sweet venue if you guys didn't watch last year that was like the one of the best super leagues i ever watched last year and i love super league i love watching super league i think it's super exciting it's by far the best um tv viewer friendly triathlon that like that we have yeah i agree with that yeah and uh, i mean it's just built for tv and they do a great job so i am pretty excited to uh watch that yeah we got our boy mark ripping it up there and then obviously the rest of the team is Pretty much RTS now, um, Team America. So I think it's pretty. It'll be interesting to see how that does in terms of just getting the RTS name out there a bit more and um, having this is the first time we've ever really had short course sort of involvement for RTS. So you know, big things, big things for RTS. It's pretty exciting. Yep. Yeah, big things. It all started from this podcast that you guys are listening to. It did. It was literally just Garrick was like, you guys want to start a podcast? And we're like, yeah, let's do it. And then COVID <laughs> happened and we're like, well, now at least we have somewhere to complain. <laughs> yep, exactly. And now we get, you know, we're the probably in the top 10 triathlon uh, podcasts out there. Seriously. Yeah. So thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. Uh, we're also, there may be a clip um, we're from Mark and Nick that's going to be attached to the rest of this, but I'm not sure. Nick hasn't gotten back to me on that. He just said he was going to do it. So, Jackson, I think it's about time we just wrap her up. Do it. Well, so, thanks for listening, everybody. Yep. Peace. And until next time. Peace. Oh, yeah, until next time. Peace. Yeah, peace. Out. Out. I got ish to do Flying through the sky in my parachute Dancing on the couch like I'm Tommy Cruise On a one-man mission trying to see it through